0: Yeah!
1: Hey, it's Josh Williams here, and welcome to The One Man Podcast, episode number 98 for Wednesday, March 27, 2019. How's it going, onesies? How you guys doing this week? You having a good week? I had a great week. What did I do? Well... I did a whiskey show. I went to a cigar bar, a casino. We did another whiskey tasting here at the house. We played some poker games and, uh, and I watched a, uh, a very heavy, heavy documentary. And I will tell you more about that later on. Uh, so why don't we just get right into it? Okay. Rather than telling you everything I did uh, last week, just in a, some, some sort of linear order. I will tell you that, uh, the first thing I did of note was on Thursday night, um, my friends, Jason and Tommy Savitt, we all went to the cigar bar at the casino. Of course, uh, beforehand, Jay and I got, uh, good wine drunk here at the house. I did something beforehand that I can't remember. Oh yeah, I did. Uh, I did an activist. I was going to say, I remember coming home. Jay was already half cracked, sitting, drinking his, uh, his, his spirits, his lady spirits. We've been slowly, uh seasoning Jay's, uh, tastes towards whiskey. But, uh, but yeah, so he was sitting here, he was drinking uh, wine. Jay and I had some wine, went to the casino. I think we picked up Tommy at the club and then we went out to the casino and, uh, we smoked some cigars, talked some shit, had, uh, had a fun fellas night. And then we walked over to the, uh, to the casino that was attached to the cigar bar and, uh, we were having fun. We were, we were gambling. Jay was winning money. It's kinda cool too because Jay can only sit in the cigar bar for so long, so he always leaves and heads over there first. So Jay was uh <laughs> Jay was already on the other side gambling. Tommy and I were sitting, having some fun, shooting the shit, smoking our sticks. And uh we went over Jay had already Jesus Christ, hiccups really in the first minute and a half of the podcast. Um what was I gonna say? Um Oh, come on, brain. Really? This you know what's happening? I hiccuped and then I got derailed with a message on my watch, and I'm like, I don't even know what he's talking about. Yeah, Jay went over to the other side. He'd already won like I think it was something like a thousand bucks by the time we got there, and uh, still drinking, drinking the way Jay drinks, getting on heavy, heavy hard, and uh, we just kept playing games. I think we played the uh, three card poker for a little while. A couple different rules on the Quebec side than they have at the uh, casino on this side, so we played that for a while. Uh, up and down money, up and down money. We actually had a really cool dealer. She was, uh, She's a very young girl, uh, and she was just having fun shooting the shit with us. And I'll tell you why this is important later in the story. Um, but we were playing there. We walked over to another place. We played Poker Pie Gout yeah, one point. It was so funny. Uh, Tommy was sitting uh, in the cigar bar telling us how roulette is the worst game to play at a casino because just it has the statistically the worst odds of winning. It's like, yeah, it's got high payoffs, but... Generally speaking, it just, it takes your money. So at one point, Jay's like, oh, let's play some roulette. And, and Tommy's like, no, we shouldn't do that. And I go, yeah, it's the worst odds of winning. He goes, nah, in, in typical Jay fashion, basically Jay goes, oh, are you an expert? Do you know more than me? Can you give me your advice? Cause I'm going to do the exact opposite of it. So that's how Jay rolls. Anyways, he goes, nah, 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 if nah. I'm going to they loses actually you know what i think in this particular case i think jay lost like 200 bucks then he put another 200 out and then won 600 so left up a few hundred bucks on the relative but it was so funny because the whole time tommy's like stupid game this is a stupid game it's a stupid game eh, eh, ridiculous it's fucking stupid and uh it's a, it's a stupid game it's an idiot like, <laughs> it's just so funny so Jay, big, stupid grin on his face. Tommy, this is this is a stupid game. It's a stupid game. I, I don't know what to tell you. It's a stupid game. Um, so anyways, and then we went over. We started playing blackjack. We're playing blackjack for a while. All was well. And then they did a dealer switch, switched off dealers. And I, I don't know if I've, I'm pretty damn sure I've told you guys this before, but Jason gambles like a lunatic. He puts, he puts, ugh, he hates his money. Very difficult for me to watch him gamble. So the way Jay will gamble is to put like a twenty dollars bet down, he'll lose and go eh it's sixty dollars bet, and then he'll lose and he go eh fuck it, and then he gets like he gets like impatient with his money. So he'll drop like two hundred dollars on a, a a hand. It's like oh I'm just watching the money go and go. Just play low and slow and take your time and climb the ladder. Because I'll play next to him. He'll even throw me like a stack of chips and go ah just just the gamble smart for me, and I will. I'll sit there and I'll gamble. Well, and I will take, you know, maybe 60 bucks he gives me or 80 bucks and I will turn it into like a hundred and 184. I'm just calm, slow, patient while he's dropping like 600 and then he's all out of money and he'll go, all right, fucking put it all in the next one. And then he'll just grab the whole stack, throw it all on on the next hand and lose it. "Ah, That's fine. I'm like, wow, Jay, do you see how I was making you money with patience? But no, he has no patience. He hates his money. That's the number one thing I say. Oh, this guy fucking hates his money. So we're sitting there playing it. Jay, as usual, has a big fucking bet on. So he's got about a $150 bet in front of him. And, uh, <laughs> he, he loses the bet. This is, that's how it rolls. And, and he goes, ah, son of a bitch. Like with head down, like, ah, son of a bitch. The dealer goes, you don't say that son of a bitch, sir. And and, Jay, and Jay's like, you know, he laughs. Cause that sounds ridiculous. Like we, we have in casinos drunk. The things we've said are absolutely outlandish. And, uh jays like hey, nah. and then and then the other guys like no no he's he's serious he's like yes i'm very serious. you're serious he goes, yes of course i'm serious you don't say son of a bitch at the table you don't say it i'm making him sound more like italian but he's french you know he's like yeah you don't you don't say that at the table sir you don't say son of a bitch to me and he's like I'm, I'm not saying it to you i'm saying it to the car i just lost 150 dollars in the hand i said son of a bitch like you don't say son of a bitch and i'm like i'm i'm blown away at this point i'm like this is i go wow that just took all the fun out of this I think the guy was like, you know, Jay said son of a bitch. He goes, you don't say son of a bitch. He goes, okay, I'm sorry. Like, you seriously? He goes, yeah, no, no, you don't say son of a bitch. Why would you say son of a bitch? And I go, okay, well, you just said it three times. You know, like, what the fuck are you, you know, have such a problem with it, what do you keep repeating it for? So I go, wow, that just took all the fun out of this table. I go, I've never, I go, of all the things to say in a casino, that's insanity to me. So I get up and I, I kind of walk away and, uh, and I go over and I talk to like this these pit bosses at another sort of section of tables and I go, let me ask you a question. I go, and I'm I'm trying to be reasonable here. I, I go, I want to make sure I'm not at a line. I go, my friend's over there, he just had $150 on a hand, lost, blackjack. Takes two seconds to lose a blackjack. And I go, and he goes, he goes, son of a bitch. And the dealer got angry at him and said, sir, you don't say son of a bitch. And then he called the looked over the pit boss and goes, he's just saying, I cannot swear. And I was like I go, is that crazy? He goes, and the guy goes, well, sir, how do, of course you can't say son of a bitch in casino, you cannot say that. How how, how do you know what, uh, who you're saying son of a bitch to? You know, you, what are you saying to the cards? That doesn't make sense. And I go, yeah, it makes sense. Are you crazy when those cards just cost you $150? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that, absolutely. It makes sense to say son of a bitch to the cards. Like they were trying to make it that he was like saying that to the deal. How is the dealer supposed to, that was their argument. How is the dealer supposed to know? that he's saying son of a bitch to the cards and not him because why would you say them to cards it's of course it's gonna be at him idiots all of them and i turn around and i go uh, i wow i go that's crazy and i walk away i walk back to the table as i'm walking back to the table jason says son of a bitch for a second time and gets kicked out of the the table called the guy calls the pit boss over and gets jay i tell him toy i tell him already don't swear at my table he swear at the table he says son of a bitch and they they kicked him out of the table. i was like wow this is like the worst experience and the reason I brought up the young woman who's dealing at the other table is I said, uh, when we're sitting there playing, I lost and I was like, ah, fucking twat, and I and then I, we were like we were making her laugh, but and at one time I was just like, ah, I fucking twat, and she doesn't go, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, twats, twats a rude word to say, and she goes, no, no, twats okay. So this young girl with three drunk men at her table being idiots, she's totally cool. This grown man. Ugh! like i just wanted to choke him what a little bitch he was such a little bitch i i such a little bitch such little, the amount of money he cost them by kicking you out of the table because he can't his little fucking pussy ears couldn't handle son of a bitch. because he doesn't how am i supposed to know who you're saying it to what a little bitch um yeah, it was it was so stupid. So, anyways, we we left Jay and I was like, "That's I go, I can't fucking believe that." Jay and I were drunk at the uh, that's what we do. Jay and I get drunk and we go places. Uh, Jay and I were drunk at uh, the the Hard Rock, the one that we go to uh, most of the time on this side. And I was calling this one dealer every name in the book. Now he was laughing. Every at the table was laughing. He kept taking the money. So it was it was so uh, good nature. But I mean, I mean everything like pig fucker. And <laughs> everything. he was laughing at the new levels of creativity that I was coming up with in order to call him names. But again, this guy wasn't a little bitch. He was a man, uh, and he understood the notion of humor and, uh, you know, good times, good natured, and all that stuff. So, um, if you, uh, if basically, if you want to go to like the Mormon church, the Utah of casinos, go to the casino, to Lackley Mead. Um, gone there hundreds of times over two decades and, uh, yeah, i never had a bad experience like that, but, uh, I guess they're hiring, uh, you know, social justice warriors to be dealers. It's a gambling place that, that will get you drunk and steal your money. But if you say son of a bitch, um, they can't understand why losing hundreds of dollars might upset you slightly. Um, morons, idiots, bitches. Oh, I was mad. I was just so mad. I wasn't even getting a ticket to the table. I wasn't even talking like that. I just, I couldn't believe what little bitches they were being. Anyways, then what happened? Uh, well, I, uh, I spent the rest of the week. So I was doing, uh, my, my, you know, activation that I'm working on this week, the one where I'm going around to stores and stuff. And again, I'm not, uh, the company doesn't want me saying who they are and they're not paying me to. So whatever, all I know is that I'm, I'm going, uh, I'm hot footing it during the day walking around, I spent a lot of time last week walking from business to business, getting the steps in, right? So it was good for me, uh, good for my cardio and, uh, and then the, uh, some of the evenings I would do uh, LCBO stuff. And on Saturday I did an LCBO thing in the morning and then I got to go do the world whiskey show in Cornwall and not to say that that's, uh know, a bad spot. Cornwall's a small town. It's, it's, it's that town that you make fun of the nearby town, right? Every, every city has that nearby town you make fun of. Well, Cornwall is it for the vast majority of the time in Ottawa made fun of, but, uh, they did a, a great world whiskey show there. I was representing, um, Buffalo trace. Uh, it, they got a ton of affiliated, uh, whiskeys and stuff, went down there with a bunch of bottles of that, be their guy done up all nice with the fucking whiskey suspenders and the the bow ties and all that fun shit and I did have fun. I had a great time. Um, it was really cool. When we got to this convention room, we did all the setup and everyone had booths. Um, the room was set up with like all these old barrels and stuff used as tables. It looked really, really nice whiskey wise. Um, I'll post a couple pictures, um, on the, uh, the Instagram, the Facebook, all that fun shit. But, um, what a, what a great time. It was a, it was a sweet setup. I had, uh, had good neighbors, Jack Daniels on the left of me, uh, and, uh, wild Turkey on the right, but everyone had a booth. Everyone had the craziest setups. Like, you know, myself included just all the whiskeys on display, a bunch of info. Um, just everyone looking dapper as fuck Johnny shields on my right. Uh, well-known liquor rep here in Ottawa. Johnny was dressed up in full Scottish garb with, uh, the kilt and the knife. And, uh, i just, he looked, he looked incredible. And I mean, everything whiskey you can think of was there. Glenn Morangi was there. Glenn Livet was there. Aberlure was there. Uh, Forty Creek here in Ottawa. Wayne Gretzky's Whiskey. Uh, Jack was there. I didn't even get to see everyone who was there because there were so many fucking whiskey companies there. Um, Macallan was great. And let's put it this way. I made friends, you know, over the course of the evening, pouring, pouring drinks. and I tried so many fucking scotches and whiskeys and ryes and bourbons. Um, luckily all I had to do was pour and, and be personable and Hey, I got that in spades. Right. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, Johnny, let me try a Glenn Grant, 18 year old, which apparently is uh two years running now in the whiskey Bible rated as the best scotch in the world. And I got to tell you, it was pretty fucking spectacular. That was my favorite to be sipping on uh, over the course of that evening. So, um, yeah, I was having a great time. I was enjoying my, uh. I was enjoying myself. Uh, I got to to find out exactly how popular the Buffalo Trace brand was, and a lot of people really, really enjoyed that. Um, some of the uh, some of the reps actually gave me bottles to bring home, and I got to say, I was very happy about that. So uh, I got to bring home a nice bottle of Jack Daniels. Uh, I think it's called Barrel Select. Let me, let me open up my whiskey cabinet here. It is uh, Single Barrel Select. Hey, hey. Uh, also got a bottle of Wild Turkey rare. Whoa, whoa. Uh, the Macallan guys gave me a 15 year old scotch to bring home. 15 year old retails 150 bucks. So needless to say, there will be another whiskey sampling quite soon. As a matter of fact, when this podcast is done being recorded, uh, Jason, Tommy, and myself are going to sit down and do it again man, we like just sipping on our whiskeys and just, uh, you know, talking about our feelings, (laughs) which usually aren't there because we can't feel anything once we've gotten to the end of those, uh, those lines of whiskey. Um, no, it was a great time. Uh, I got to meet a bunch of people from the event. It was beautiful room. The room was all dark table, dark tablecloths, everything like that. And then they had us all under, under all these tents with like, uh, like those wedding string lights that they use on the trellises, whatever. It was gorgeous. Done up real Nice. They had, uh, live music, but the live music was calm. So it would, like faded into the background. He's like, the music is not the main event. The music is background noise. Um, what a great time. I can't wait to be a part of it next year. hundred bucks for a ticket. You get unlimited. Like, And here's the thing, this whiskey show guys, it's just, you show up at a table, you go, let me try this. You know, I'd like to try this. Let me like try every, every company was bringing out their fucking heavy hitters too. They weren't, uh, you know, it wasn't like, oh, just, uh, you know, you, you don't go in, and buy samples. You pay a hundred bucks for this ticket. You have an amazing buffet meal. The buffet is next door the entire time. So at any point you can leave the room, go over and get something to eat, come back in and continue sampling. But there's no, no limits. The only thing is they only pour a quarter ounce. Of course, you're not trying to fucking pour half glasses and ruin someone's life. But you got, you go up anywhere you like, show up, they give you a Cairn glass uh, that's commemorative. It's got the World Whiskey Show 2019 on it just show up, uh, ask to try something, they'll give you a little dram of it. You give it a try. Go all over the room. So many booths. I would say realistically, there was 30, 30 different booths there. You know, probably more. But just go, hey, talk, learn a little bit about the whiskeys. Try this one, try that one. They were it was great. What a great night. And then uh we shut her down around 10:30. I spent a couple hours uh, you know, drinking water and, uh, and having some of the food at the after party, sobering up, meeting some more of the, uh, the reps or whatever. And then I, uh, and then I headed her home, handed her home back to Ottawa. It's only about an hour, an hour and a bit drive, but, uh, oh boy, was I ever feeling good that night, guys. I tell you, trying some absolutely delicious spirits. Water of life, guys. That's what whiskey stands for. Pretty damn sure. Um, Sunday I, uh, host or well I, I did another LCBO event on Sunday night, I hosted at absolute comedy. Another great time as always. It was myself hosting the wonderful Tommy Savitt headlining did a fantastic job. They made us work that night. I'll be honest with you. The crowd was a little tight, but they made us work. We had a good time. We, we opened them up and we fucking, it was like Rocky, you know, toe to toe, a little bit of fight back and forth. He was going to win. And then at one point, Oh, we just slam one in. And then just at that point, the fight was ours. Fight was ours. We won against that crowd. Cause they were a bunch of, they were a bunch of tighties, bunch of tighties. Um, then we came back to the house and we did a whiskey tasting. <laughs> we're doing another one tonight, but I had so many whiskeys that I brought home and so many in my collection already that we didn't try that, uh, we sat down, we did a little bit of a uh, little bit of whiskey tasting, a little sip on this, a little sip on that. We probably got about four deep before a bunch of the, uh, well, Two of the servers, Simon and uh, and the only other comics of the show, Kyle Mesdag. Excuse me, I'm yawning while I say his name, Kyle Mesdag, who did a great job. Simon, who lives here, that's the the compliment that Simon gets. <laughs> and then uh, two of the servers. One of the servers. It was his birthday, so came back to the house and we just uh, we decided to play a poker game. Can't hear, can't hear, sit here and have you know nine people that that don't know whiskeys all drinking expensive scotches. No, no, no. Only for the sophisticated palates. And Jason <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So we, uh, had a good time played uh, poker, realized that our poker set had been stolen at some point or, or reappropriated by someone else. So we'd have a poker set. So luckily Jay is a, is a cat. He's like a dragon. He hoards silver and gold. Um, but only in the form of like nickels, dimes, quarters and loonies and toonies. Hmm, good thing. I explained what that was last episode. For my uh, international listeners, but yeah, Jason has like a huge bin full of change that he only cashes in when it reaches the top. So Jason was like, "We were actually able to buy in and play poker with real with real cash, change and whatnot." So that was kind of fun. Uh, The person who won, person who had no idea how to play poker, so you couldn't bluff him out because he had no idea what a hand was. He kept call. He kept whenever he got a pair, he's like, "Oh, I got twosies of this one." Like it was, it was infuriatingly ignorant infuriatingly ignorant uh his knowledge of poker but he won he took the whole the whole night i think he made like 70 bucks or whatever we had a good time good time tasting whiskeys and our livers have never hurt more yesterday after a week of doing all sorts of different monkey work yesterday i was back on the streets walking away and i gotta say like doing this this program during the day gets me out it gets me walking I've got my aligners in. So while I'm out, I don't, I can't snack or I work a coffee or anything like that. Right. So I get up in the morning, I make my breakfast. I have three eggs, uh, and I, and I do them up like an omelet kind of thing. Three eggs in the pan, fold them over so I can slice it into two. I throw a bagel in the, uh, toaster. Right. And, uh, and then I put, uh, you know, one of the two pieces on either side of the bagel. So I basically I have like an open faced you know, egg uh, bagel kind of thing in the morning. And that's my, I think I get my one cup of coffee. So a guy who's used to having like anywhere between two and four cups of coffee a day, I'm now down to one cup of coffee because, you know, when I wake up, I take my aligners out. I put them in a little, I guess, you know, antibacterial bath, I got these tablets that I bought, little container, boom, in there. I throw them in there, I allow myself my meal and my one cup of coffee and then it's brush the teeth, mouthwash, all that fun shit, clean the aligners back in my face and then I'm gone for, you know, several hours to do my my thing. And then I don't eat again until I come home. So snacking and side drinks and extra calories coming in and whatever, you know, I'm not really seeing the numbers coming off the scale, but I'm, I'm checking at different times. Like I remember, you know, some days I'm like, Oh, I wonder what I weigh and I'll check myself before I, uh, move my bowels. Hmm. Uh, I don't know that, you know, you weigh different. I don't know how, I don't know how heavy, honestly, you know, uh, a number two is, you know, I would always assume like a pound at least, but one pound, Dump is that's a lot, okay. Now moving off of that subject, particularly that that part of the subject, it's the same like eating after breakfast, right? You go downstairs and you eat, and you're like, oh, what did that way? So I'm I as low as um, I think I've been around. I've been staying in the two nineties for some time, and uh, I hurt my back. I believe I told you guys back in February, like mid February, and I'm still having issues with my my right side and my hip and everything like that. So. It's not somewhere where I can rub it or whatever. I'm taking uh, muscle relaxants. I don't have any painkillers, but painkillers are not, I want to address the issue. So I think I want to go for like a massage or see a chiropractor or something, but um, it's made, it's made like going to the gym and doing um, like the elliptical and stuff painful. So walking doesn't hurt. I'm in pain. Like my back is just in a constant state of pain. It hurts now just sitting down, but It's in a constant state of pain. And so it's difficult to do a lot of the, the, you know, sort of bouncing up and down movements of the elliptical and whatnot. Walking doesn't feel great, but it's still exercise I'm getting. I have no choice. I have to do it for my job. So I guess I'm just trying to give you guys an update that things are going well. And in in the health thing I've saw, I've seen the scale as low as two ninety three this week at the beginning of the day, which is great, but been two nineties for a long time. I also just bought, uh, Jason orders that, uh, that food in a box where they send you a few meals every every day. As a matter of fact, I think he's downstairs cooking one right now. Um, yeah, and screaming about it. He's been making tennis bets today. What a fucking idiot. Anyways, he's got, like, he's got 200 bucks to win 25 on a tennis game right now, which makes no sense. Makes no sense. Or, two, sorry, 250 to make 50 is what he's got. But uh, he orders those food in a box things, and they recently sent him, like, an ad for, like, Uh, now you can get smoothies for them. So they they like flash freeze a bunch of ingredients for smoothies. Just open it up, dump it into the the blender in the morning. So I told him, I'm like, order that for me. Cause I'll get up now and I'll try to get some better shit in me rather than like just eggs and bagels. I'm good protein and eggs, but it's, it's cholesterol. There's a lot of carbs in the bagel. So I'm like, all right, let me just get, uh, let me get a fucking, you know, smoothie. So they came today. I packed them away, but they came after I made breakfast today. So I'll let you guys know how that goes. But I'm trying to try to switch to the healthy stuff. So if I'm if I'm only eating a couple meals a day, then I want to make sure that I'm doing well. I mean, drinking water in the interim, right? Water's allowed. It's no calories. In fact, water is negative calories, in case anyone didn't know that. Mm-hmm. True story. Uh, water obviously has no calories in it, but how is it negative calories? Well, it takes your body energy to process it. So it's negative calories. That's my logic. So um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm doing the, the walking around stuff. I, uh, the aligners are going well, I actually switched them Sunday night. So after the, it's actually good that we were doing the whiskey tasting and playing poker because I was so drunk that snapping in the, the new aligners, right. The next, the next set really didn't hurt that much. It felt really tight, but it didn't hurt that much because, uh, I was drunk. Couldn't feel it. Um, and then I woke up in the morning and I took them out for breakfast. I was like, oh, and snapping them back in. Cause that's the thing, right? They, they, they move them, they get tight and then they start to get looser. And it's my first time switching from one to another. Well, I've only been doing this for two weeks. So now I got the new ones in and they're tight again. Right. Cause they're doing the next step. And uh, I imagine in a few days, they'll be better, but yeah, I take them out in the morning after they're in all night. Like, you know, you're wearing them all day, basically. You know, I, I take them out. They're usually out for about an hour when I eat because I'll, you know, I'll make, I'll take them out and then I start making the food. I'm like, I should leave them in until I'm right about ready to eat. And then, uh, this is not that interesting, but well, yeah, that's the thing. I take them out. I cook. I'll I'll make my cup of coffee and you can't drink anything with them in either. It's not like I can just eat and then go back to drinking, especially stuff like coffee because the idea is it stains them and stuff. I saw my other ones near the end, like the night that we were at the casino drunk and getting kicked out for saying, son of a bitch. Um, I was drinking, uh, alcohol with my liners and, and, uh, and coffee. So, um, you know, I was like, it was near the end or whatever. So like the last couple of days, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I could see that my teeth looked yellow in the aligners and I took the aligners out my teeth were white. And so it was like that stuff stains the, the, a, the idea is if you're drinking with the stuff in the sweets and the sugary shit or whatever can get in behind the aligners and then just basically held there in your teeth. So your mouth isn't washing them out. It's just sitting there, you know, in a much better way to, to cause cavities and shit and B it stains your aligners. So if you're drinking coffee with the aligners, you're going to just make it look like you have yellow teeth all the time. So Jason's company said that they, you know, the, the ones that he was using, he's like, yeah, I'd say you can drink with them this and that. You just can't, just can't eat. And I was like, well, I I think it's better that I can't drink with it because it's just less calories that I'll have. So even though I got drunk and disobeyed that I'm, I'm not going to break that rule with these ones. I'm going to, I was good for like a week and a half. And then I started drinking. Then I broke the rule like once. So I had my Invisaligners in the whole night that I was doing the uh, scotch tasting the world of whiskey world whiskey show but i and i cheated that night and because everyone was giving me scotch and it wasn't going to take my teeth out for like five hours so i was just like fuck it i'm I'm drinking with these in." it was good it's delicious so broke the rule i broke the rule i think at the thursday that was what it was i broke the rule thursday night at the casino and then i just allowed myself to break it again on saturday and then break it again sunday night when we were having drinks so excuse me um going back to a good rule no, no drinking of any kind when the aligners are in. So I'm going to take them out for an hour. Or so tonight we we'll do some, some whiskey tasting and then back in they go brushed and cleaned and all that fun shit. Anyways, so exercising, eating better and uh, fixing my teeth, man, I'm trying to, trying to turn this ship around. And as soon as I can get whatever is wrong with my back doing better, um, hopefully I will be, uh. You know, I'll have some real good shit for you guys. I'll be talking about how I'm at the gym. You know, I'm feeling better. I feel like I look better. You know, I'm taking better care of myself. I feel like I look better. My teeth are so clean. Like, you know, before one of the things that I was trying to do was to make sure I was brushing three times a day. Cause I told you guys before I brush like twice and I, I sometimes forget to, to brush either before bed or, or get up in the morning and run out of the house. And it's like, yeah, I know that's gross, but my teeth are always never disgusting um, now that they're brushed and cleaned before the aligners go in and after every meal, like they're getting brushed three times a day, thoroughly mouthwash, floss, like my teeth have never looked better. I'm happy. I'm spending money on this. want to look good. So they're going to get straight. They're going to stay white. I'm very, very, very pleased. So there you go. Some positivity to share with you guys. And now the opposite end of the spectrum. Um, last night after, uh, running some errands and doing my other program, I decided to watch a, a. A documentary that a friend of mine was talking about on his podcast, and I figured, you know what? I haven't seen it, and it sounds interesting. Let me check this out. I watched the uh, I watched Leaving, I was gonna say called it Finding Neverland. It's not that. Those are two very different movies. Leaving Neverland. It's an HBO documentary. It is about Michael Jackson's accusers. And I uh that sounds horrible. It sounds like like he's the victim. Listen, this this was a movie about the kids. These are the people who were allegedly don't know for a fact, right? Cause we none of us were there, but these were the guys who were allegedly molested by Michael Jackson. They are telling the entire story. It's a two part documentary, both about two hours long. And they, they in detail discuss their relationship with Michael Jackson. So how they met them, this and that, the families are there. They talk about what they saw, what they know. And, you, you get to, you get to hear the fucked up shit. Allegedly that happened. I went from a guy. So watching this documentary, I went from a guy who went, we all know it's fucked up that Michael Jackson was sleeping with these kids. Right. If he, if he was just sleeping with them, but, uh, you all, all of us are like, ah. I don't know if he touches kids. that's fucked up. Why is he sleeping with kids? And people made the argument, well, he's just a guy who never had his childhood and he enjoys being with kids and whatever. Fuck maybe, but doesn't, doesn't look or sound good. Well, after watching this documentary, I can say my position, he undoubtedly did horrible, horrible sexual abuse to these children. um, it's really well done. There's strong evidence shown in this rather than it just being hearsay. Oh, these are just people who just want money. Like there's strong evidence in this documentary, um, of the, of the claims made by these kids and uh, they're adults now. And they're talking about like, it's, it's a good watch. If you want to see something just well done, it's, it's a fucking heavy subject, obviously. And as a comic, I'm sitting there I say as a comic, like it's a professional thing, but as a person who deals with everything in life, heavy and sad and tragic with humor, like, um, I'm sitting there and in my head, I'm trying to like, you know, just, just make it easier for me to watch by cracking little jokes to myself, but it's a fucking heavy movie to watch. It's like the stuff you're hearing. you like, it's, it's crazy. Like Michael Jackson was a sick, sick predator. He was a sick predator and he was a, a manipulator. He fucked with some of the most vulnerable. He fucked with kids, man. And he didn't just like touch them and, you know, he didn't catch them release. Uh, he, he played psychological fucking games with them for years. He, anyways, uh, leaving Neverland is what it's called. Check it out. Um, Check it out. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you think. Tell me if I'm out of line, if I'm wrong, but I'd love to know what you guys think on that. It was a fucked up thing. So that was, that was, you know, right up till last night, that was the end of my week. I did, uh, I did my program again today. Lots of walking, sunshine and I'm feeling good guys. Feeling, feeling good. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of things. I got my diffuser going here too, right? Another thing making my life better. I got my diffuser sense going on about this package off of, uh, off of one of those, sites that sells you shit uh again i'm not saying anybody's name until they fucking pay me but it came with uh, 10 different uh, essential oils and uh so what i got i got the uh, lemongrass lavender jasmine clove eucalyptus uh tea tree spearmint orange peppermint and nutmeg oil nutmeg oil is what i'm using today i've had this thing for about a week now but i'm really enjoying it nutmeg the uh, maristica fragrance uh it's latin term is uh says nutmeg oil is obtained from the seed of the nutmeg tree fruit. Nutmeg oil aroma is known to reduce pain and can be especially effective in reducing menstrual cramps in women. Oh, maybe it'll work on Jay. Jay's always on his fucking period. Uh, <laughs> uh, nutmeg oil aroma has also been shown to treat indigestion and boost blood circulation, improving organ function. That's the, the result that I'm hoping I get mild, untraceable, undocumentable amounts of it's just uh better organ function. It actually just smells nice. It doesn't smell like cookies. There's no cinnamon or ginger or sugar. So it just smells, it does smell like nutmeg, but it is like a bland spice nutmeg. So, uh, yeah, but it smells nice in here doing the aroma therapy. Mm, calms me down when I'm doing my podcast. Lord knows I can't get heated and excited and, you know, get into it. Um, and then, okay. So one more thing I want to talk to you guys about before, uh, before I, uh, move on to the sponsors is uh, episode number 100. This is episode number 98. So, uh, I want to hear next week. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I, I haven't gotten emails from anybody in a while and I would love to hear from you. Contact at one man com. Send me something. Let me know, uh, you know what this podcast has meant to you. Let me know some fun stories or some weird shit, you know, going on with you guys. I'd love to hear about it. It's always a good time for me. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, next week episode, I'm actually, um, I'm going to have a double dose of the the books for you guys. I started reading one for this week. I didn't get enough of it, uh, done to do a proper review of it this week. So I didn't want to disrespect it. It's a, it's an important subject. Um, it's also late cause it's like, I got, I got two, two women's books that I want to review next month, uh, next month, next week, next episode. And, um. Yeah, I, I missed I, I wanted to have them read for Women's Day. I didn't have enough time, uh you know, I started one, I didn't get a chance to, you know, give it the time it dude. I wasn't gonna skim it or anything like that. And um yeah, I, I didn't get a chance to finish uh didn't get a chance to finish it for this week. because 'cause I've got obviously every day doing multiple activations. I've been I've been crazy busy. So um yeah, I could have read some of it instead of watching the pedophile documentary, but I was exhausted and, I, and and if I started reading, I would have fell right asleep. So documentary it was, um, need my infotainment. Okay. So next week I'll have two DK books for you in honor of international women's day, which is already like a fucking week or two over now. I don't even remember what it was, but, um, I ordered those books to be ready for it. I wasn't, I apologize, but I'll have reviews of both of them next week. And, uh, so what I'm getting at is, is just before episode hundred, I'm going to have like a nice, you know, um, My, my, my belated women's day, international women's day episode. Um, so just, I don't know, give me a fucking email. Somebody send me an email. All right. I'm begging here. No, I I'd love to hear from you guys. It has been a while since I've heard from anyone. I know some of my listeners went to Disney world, love to hear about their trip. You know, some of my, listeners have other things going on. I want to know what's going on with you guys. Just a small little email to let me know what is up in your lives. Okay. Um, contact at one man podcast.com. Be great to hear from you, but, uh, yeah, just getting ready for episode number 100. Um, so far, not a, not a whole lot set for that because again, I'll be living my life to be a week, uh, going on. I'm hoping to have some little announcements for you guys, but, uh, in the time being, man, just things are, things are going good. Comedy is still on the back burner, but health, health is in the, the forefront. I had a big argument with Jay and, and Colin, couple weeks back about just, you know, they're trying to tell me like, well, what's most important career, health or finances. And they're all like, well, if you're not, if you're not healthy, then you won't be around for any of that other stuff. And I'm like, oh, I don't give a, ugh. get back into it. But yeah, it was, um, uh, I'm focused on health right now. I'm focused on finances. So I'm working my ass off and I'm being healthy. So comedy, unfortunately is on the back burner, but I'm still trying to stay funny just as usual, not in this podcast. Um, it's weird. There's not like, I, I'm not, uh, lately I haven't been, I'm always like, oh yeah, I can, I can sort of joke around and riff on this, but, uh, you know, it's interesting to me. Like I want to make fun of the diffuser stuff. I want to make fun of myself. I wanted to listen when I was talking about that dealer, the son of a bitch guy, I wanted to use all sorts of terminology. That's not okay to say, cause like I said, I'm trying to be a better human, but I'm telling you being a better human being makes you way less funny, way less funny. I just want to go off on a rant and just say all the horrible things in my head that are not enlightened in the slightest that are very backwards, but they are knee slappers at times. So tell me what you're doing to better yourself. Huh? Episode number 100 is coming up. I want to know what's going on with you guys. I want to know what improvements have you made to yourselves? What detriments have you done to your senses of humor? Um, it's funny. I, um, I so I get all the time is like, I went to see my doctor about my, my back problem and he gave me some, some muscle relaxants and stuff, but he didn't, uh, I, I might have to go back and say, Hey man, the muscle relaxants are, are, I'm almost out. And, uh, this pain is still here. Like, what do I do? See what he thinks. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely gonna have to go to that. I'm also like doing a lot of like looking at my minor flaws, my huge flaw being overweight. That, that's one that's like, eh, but now I'm like, okay, so I'm fixing my teeth. And I'm considering like getting an uh, an estimate again for like laser eye surgery, except I have a minutely lazy eye when I'm not wearing my glasses. And if I'm focusing on something that's a certain distance away, there's like exercises that you can do to strengthen it. So I'm like, basically when I'm gonna take my glasses off I can't focus, like one of them will go lazy. So as long as my eyes, I guess my vision is sharp, then they're fine. So I'm almost like, if I get laser eye surgery, will that fix the lazy eye? But again, teeth and eyes and all the while I'm carrying all this extra weight around my heart. So stupid priorities. I've also got like a few busted veins in like my nose. You barely see them. I'm probably the only one who notices them, but, uh, but Jay's all like, oh, I gotta, I got someone who does, I go down there, I get them freaking lasered out. So I don't know. I'm being very, I guess, uh, superficial about my, uh, myself right now, my appearance, except for the biggest elephant in the room, my, my actual weight, weight. So I think I'm, I'm doing uh more instant gratification things like, you know, get laser eye surgery. It's fucking over and done with the same day, right? The teeth ones longer, but at least it's something that I, I guess I, know it's, I don't know. I, I really have to figure out what's fucking psychologically wrong with me. That's making me just not able to get to the gym and just fucking get on there. Get those games, get them. Yeah. Get it. Um, probably the fact that I fucking dislike gym people. But maybe I, maybe you have to just be that douche. Maybe there's something that inside you, if you're just like a douchebag, I think that's what you get. You either get a personality or you get, you get physical appearance. Who was, I was talking with Kyle, um, Esdeg the other night about, um, he was talking about like, like we, there's, there's all this like white privilege and this and that. How come no one ever does like hot privilege? You know what I mean? Like sexy privilege when you're good looking, all the privileged shit that you get that, that ugly people don't get. No one's talking about that you know and like ladies walking around not knowing the price of alcohol because they've never had to buy a drink i was so funny i i made fun of one woman because like some guy was getting a free drink and she's like she's like what do you even do it's like hey listen it's not it's like the guy was so like oh thank you so much she's like why are you thanking him he has to do this it's like yeah because they're not used to getting free drinks all the time i know it's just a fucking day at the what do they call it uh a day in the life or a day at the office for you ladies, just walking around everywhere, people pouring you drinks so you don't get a bill for it. It's different for guys. And I know it's not fair because not every woman gets whatever. Like that's the thing. So what about ugly women? You know, there's white privilege, but guess what? There's hot and ugly whites. There's hot and ugly fucking black people, hot and fuck, you know, like, so, so how come the, the white privilege, you know, an ugly bitch has to wear the same white privilege badge as a, as a hot bitch or guy let's say hot douche or ugly douche. I don't know. I just think it's, it's interesting to me that you get like, you're either hot or you're not. But I think that people who are unattractive have a general courtesy and interest. I guess they, they basically go, well, I guess since I can't work my hot muscle, I'm gonna have to work my personality muscle. And even, uh, I was listening to Bill Burr's podcast this week. And, uh, even he was saying like he was sitting on a plane and he was chatting with like an absolutely stunning woman they were chatting, they were having a great conversation. She was so much fun. You know, they were laughing and everything like that. And he said, at one point I just had to say to her, I was like, wow, I'm really, really surprised. Like not normal, like, you know, normally gorgeous women aren't, aren't interesting and fascinating, you know, aren't as, aren't as cool as you, I think is what he said in the end. And she goes, ha, I used to be fat. And that was it. That was it. So maybe that's what I can do. I can become douchey long enough to fucking lose the weight. And then everyone's like, oh my God. That's, that's under the assumption that underneath all of this, there's actually an attractive man, but who knows? I'll probably die before I ever see that happen. But, ah, ah, that's sad. Whatever. The point is my doctor doesn't know what the fuck is going on with my back. He doesn't know what's going on with my goddamn front. That's something you get old and you realize like doctors don't know anything. Like you, you're, you're young. You think your parents know everything and principals know everything. Teachers know everything. Then you get older and you realize your fucking parents don't know anything. You realize teachers and everybody else are just fucking idiots. Teachers are the fucking worst people who can't do. So they teach, right? That old saying, those who can do those who can't teach uh, for nine months of the year and then bitch because their, their break is, is not 10 times longer than everybody else's. How much time do they get off? They get three months, which is on average four weeks. So they get 12 weeks off a year and everybody else gets two to three and they're whining and bitching because they're, they're just, there's so much work, so much work. Oh, whatever. I hate teachers. Um, probably cause they didn't put anything in my head that kept, <laughs> didn't stick. All I'm saying is you realize that like the people in positions of power don't know anything. And the worst is when you're like, oh my God, doctors, you're like these are the ones who're supposed to know. They're supposed to, you're supposed to go in. They go ah, here's the problem. They fix you. The amount of people waiting forever to get fucking help from doctors to get proper diagnosis. The amount of misdiagnosis. Uh, you know everybody doesn't know anything, and that, my friends, will lead me right into. My partners at PortablePress.com, Uncle John's bathroom reader. This week, I'm reading from the book Strange Science, Oddball Inventions, Disastrous Discoveries, Eccentric Scientists, and Earth-Shattering Eurekas. The article that I chose to pull up for today is The Cure for What Ails You. So we begin by traveling back to a time before modern medicine when the scientific remedies were recommended. So here's a bunch of doctors who didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. To prevent consumption, which is tuberculosis, Let not your breast touch the table or desk on which you write for leaning the breast hard against the edge of the table hath brought many young men into a consumption. That's from the young man's companion in 1775. So leaning against the desk is what gave you tuberculosis for alcoholism. The prescription is simply an orange every morning, a half hour before breakfast. Take that and you will neither want liquor nor medicine. The liquor will become repulsive. From Dr. Chase's recipes in 1884. To prevent influenza, children should be instructed to run with the mouth shut for the first block or two after going outside in cold weather. The Guide Board to Health, Peace and Competence, 1870. To treat asthma, get this one, a pipe of tobacco or a cigar has the power of relieving a fit of asthma, especially in those not accustomed to it. In Castle's Household Guide, 1880. Next, to treat epilepsy, it has been said that a black silk handkerchief thrown over the face while the fit is on will bring the person to instantly, bring the person to Sorry. Like come to or I guess whatever. We'll bring the person to instantly. The guide board to health, peace and competence, eighteen seventy. That's a book full of stupidity. To cure stuttering. Hey, Jay, I got this for you. Jay, we can cure your stutter. Uh let him who stammers stamp his foot on the ground at the same time he utters each syllable, and stammering is impossible. Uh fun better than physic, eighteen seventy seven. And finally, nothing is better than earwax. Oh gross. To prevent the painful effects resulting from a wound by a nail, skewer, etc., it should be put on as soon as possible. Those who are troubled with cracked lips have found this remedy successful when others have failed. The American Frugal Housewife. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, The American Frugal Housewife. 1832. So in 1832, the book that they were selling to housewives, uh, you know, who could read back then? Uh, Wait a second, that's not as old as I'm thinking. (laughs) Can you imagine 1832? The women that could read... Put earwax on your lips, and if you stab your husband, jam him full of earwax, that'll solve the fucking problem. My partners at PortablePress.com, Uncle John's Bathroom Reader, Strange Science, guys. All sorts of great books. This entire book is all about weird scientific facts and uh, odd sciences and shit from uh, here, there, and everywhere. My other partners, guys, Absolute Comedy. I don't have any dates on the calendar with Absolute, but I can't wait to tell you when I do. I know we're looking at sometime in this summer and then the fall for Ottawa again. Uh, But in the meantime, check out all three comedy clubs, Toronto, Ottawa, and Kingston, at AbsoluteComedy.ca. Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America, with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to AbsoluteComedy.ca to see this week's lineup. hey and we're back as i mentioned i will have a double feature for you guys uh for dk next week so in the meantime hey you're off the hook everybody and uh also i don't feel like doing a uh, what do you call it come on brain uh touch and go no touch and go i'm not gonna be calling anybody this week because last week i called nick and i can't remember what the fuck started it but we were chatting uh i think captain marvel or something and then uh before i knew it i was daydreaming staring at the wall he was going on about something i wasn't even there i'm like holy fuck whatever he's talking about i go i'm sure i, I go i've i've completely checked out and i'm sure the listeners may have too so you know i uh, i need you guys to email me and i figured the touch and go is great cuz you know what i will just get a hold of you you guys don't want to message in that's fine i'll i'll seek you out wherever you are and i will contact you but uh that also does not work <laughs> for me so That's what this podcast is. Guys, we're almost a hundred episodes in and I still haven't figured out a format that works for everybody. So, uh, in the meantime, I'm just going to continue on with the way things are coming up this week, guys, right after this podcast, whiskey tasting, yum, 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 yum. And I'll let you know what kind of trouble we get into after that tomorrow morning. Um, Tommy Savage is staying with us this evening and, uh, we were shooting the shit earlier the week at the casino. We thought, why not do a podcast tomorrow morning before Jay and him head off to Kingston So unless they both get so hammered tonight, they can't possibly sit and talk for a little while. We won't, uh, we will be doing that podcast tomorrow. And then I hit the streets. Uh, I got some shit with my, my car. I got to get worked out a little bit of the software stuff in it. So I'm going to bring that in for, uh, bring that in. Nothing even fun to talk about. I got shows coming up on Friday night doing a a fun thing. And on Monday I will be hosting uh, open bike Mondays at absolute comedy. So in the meantime, LCBO promos and and the same door to not door to door but store to store. There you go, it rhymes. Uh, that I have been doing, just trying to keep the funny in my head and uh, you know whatnot. So you guys know what's going on with me. I'm doing a lot of drinking right now at night, and I'm doing a lot of uh, health shit during the day, straightening the teeth and and getting in fights with with uh, you know blackjack dealers. That's how I roll. One last time, contact at one man podcast.com. If you want to send anything, you send it. I read it. Doesn't matter what it is. Uh, check out that documentary I told you about. If you have seen it, message me and tell me if you came to the same conclusion that I did. Um, we are in Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all one man podcast. So check that out We can, uh, you can see some extra content and stuff there. Um, you know, you basically just get it live when I'm at a place posting shit, you get to see it first. So that's the, the bonus of that. If you are listening on, uh, if you're not subscribed, subscribe. We're on Apple podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google play music. If you don't know how send me a message, you know where to send to me. I've already said the email several times. (laughs) So if you want to know how, uh, do it. Subscribing helps, uh, makes the podcast stronger. And, uh, you know, I, would love to hear from you guys. Give us a a five-star rating and leave a review, you know, just again, helps the podcast get seen more listeners, more people listening, the more emails, hopefully, you know, the more, the more of a back and forth it becomes, you know? And we can pick better, uh, not pick better, but you know, we get to, we get more, more partners and, and go with things more that you guys are interested in. So, uh, always happy to, uh, to chat with you guys. I hope it's an episode, uh, that you enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed telling you some of those stories. I had a great week. I hope you have a fantastic week. The sun is starting to come out on a regular basis here in Ottawa. So hopefully winter's, uh, taken off wherever you're listening from and you're starting to see the, uh, the sweet sunshiny rays of spring. Until next week, guys, take her easy.